hit it, Phil. Can it be the breeze that fills the trees with rare and magic perfume? Oh, no! It isn't the breeze, it's Jackson time. La, da, da, da. Bonjour again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Uh, welcome to another of our Jack Benny specials. This time, uh, like last time, last time we presented, uh, let's see, it was Phil, Phil oh, Silver's no. show, right? So it was Phil Silver's show from 1960. Well, here's another one from 1960. This is, uh, this time it's the George Burns special. And uh, Jack's on this one a lot. He he has little bits and pieces throughout, so it's kind of nice. It's It kind of is like a George Burns slash Jack Benny special almost. Um, an enjoyable show. Uh, and we'll chat about it the the uh, video quality is not as high as we like, but it's there, and and at least we have it. Um, the audio quality sounds really good, though, so I'm happy with that too. Uh, but and and it's actually not so bad when they have close-ups of them; they look pretty good. It's the distant shots of the dancers where everything looks blurry, and you're going, "Does that person have three legs or two legs? What's going on?" Uh, anyway, uh, we'll we'll take it over to Kathy and see what were her kind of impressions of it. Well, well, again, I'm not been able to see it before so thank you very much for access to it um i just love the capsule uh, uh view of 1960 of of knowing that um gracie had uh retired just two years before in 1958 and so it was interesting to see george trying to figure out he didn't want to retire and he yeah. wanted to keep uh performing so i thought it was interesting to see how this special was set up because you've been introducing us to things like the Milton Berle special we saw a while ago. And so mm -hmm. I'm getting quite a, um, an education in early 60s a variety specials. I really appreciated the color. Uh, yeah. They said, uh, when I get to read the variety review, they saw the show in black and white. I missed the color on the Richard Hudnut commercials because I really wanted to see what those wash-in hair colors were like. Right. It's a joke, um, but uh, <laughs> it, it was it was delightful, and I really appreciated at the end how um, when George finally got to sing and do his numbers, that most of the routines were straight from um, his book about Gracie Allen. He had, I guess, fairly recently published one of his many autobiographies. Mm -hmm. Maybe this one was Gracie Allen: A Love Story, or I Love Her. That's why. I read it again recently, and I appreciated the autobiographical nature of the stories he was telling about his early vaudeville career, about right. getting fired so often, about the Pee Wee Quartet and Goldie Fields and Glide. So, no, was Gracie it. was Gracie gone by this time, or it was she? No, she died in 1964. So okay. she, she would be around for for four more August 64. She'd be That's around for a while, but she didn't do anything in public anymore. I thought it was after this. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it but she retired in 58, I think. Eight? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It must be um I love her that's why cuz I'm looking Thank you. According Thank to you. the internet. Yes. 1988 a Gracie a love story came out. Okay, so thank you. Then it was uh, so, and I said I'd just been reading it out loud to my husband on a long trip we'd taken uh, a couple months ago. So uh, right, but I, and his books are fun to read because I mean they, you yeah. can hear his voice as you're reading it probably more than most uh, authors you read, and so it's it's just kind of really nice to 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 read through his books. And like I say, he has quite a few of them. So over the years, because he lives a long time. Uh, it is interesting, like you say, that it's in color because this is in 1960. You didn't have much that was in color, so 
uh, it's neat that they that they did that. And uh, I, at first I was going, is this colorized? And then, then it said the NBC thing in living color or whatever. And I was like, okay, it's, it's definitely uh, not colorized. Uh, John, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, well, some advice for the viewers. If you are watching on a big screen, uh, I recommend oh. watching it the way that I watched it on an iPhone. Yes. And uh, the quality appears much, much better. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and as far as the special as a whole, I would say um, I, I, it was not my favorite variety special, um, but I do think that it gets better as it goes on. Like some of the stuff at the beginning, you know, I like Bobby Darren, so that was fine. I thought the, the Betty Grable stuff was a bit awkward. And there's something about the, I don't know what, the production quality, the set. It was just something that seemed a little bit cheap or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, like, I, I thought it was interesting, like when I first turned it on, you know, sometimes you look at George Burns at a certain point and you can't quite tell whether this is the 60s or the 80s. And when you've got like the neon colors, I was like, hey, is this an 80s special? Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought the color scheme were in, not like your typical 60s TV show. Yeah. So that was interesting. Well, it's one of these things where if you could just have, if they would just, I mean, now you look at it and you go, man, if we could just have George Burns on a stool and Jack Benny on a school stool yeah. and they just talked and, totally. and shared stories and, and made jokes back and forth for an hour, I would be that would be more entertaining than all of this extravaganza, right. all of this uh, stuff. You didn't we wouldn't need any of this because those yeah. two were just so funny guys. But 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 you can imagine network executives or programming people going, here's the calc. It's kind of like we need to make a stew. And yep. we got to put in Bobby Darren for the young people. Yep. Um, you know, we got to put in Betty Grable for the older, the, a bit of Hollywood glamour. I still don't know why they had Polly Bergen on there if her biggest uh, claim to fame was to tell the truth. Uh, but so, you know, you can, and the Hermes pan dancers. And, and yeah. so it's almost like, you know, we'll add an onion a little bit of beef, a couple yeah. carrots, some potatoes, and here's a special for you. And here's so. Jack, your old school person to for the older yeah. audience. Yeah. Hope, go ahead. I feel like the reason why it's colorized the way it is is because it is in color, and they want to make um, because I like early color is on television isn't necessarily what it like it catches up. Right. fairly quickly but uh i'm guessing that they're putting these bright kind of like neon colors to kind of be eye-catching mm -hmm. and to actually be like visible to and, tell that it's in color when you've got like a, a really cheap you know yeah. brand new uh, color television yeah. set yeah, Definitely. yeah. exactly no, I, i'm a big fan of the uh, 1940s song buttons and bows mm -hmm. and this the worst rendition of buttons yeah. and bows I've ever yeah. seen. That's yeah. great. You can I, catch the worst of something. So yeah, we look for the best, but sometimes the worst oh, no. is also it's, good. It's it's slow now because Dennis Day sings it on the Jack Benny uh, a radio show. It was a fairly popular song yeah. in 1950. So why they've dragged it out in 1960 is yeah. I thought and Dennis guy. must have sang it a few times because I remember that too really clearly. And usually when I remember songs clearly that Dennis does, he'll he's done them five or seven times or something. Yeah. 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 Uh I, I did think that the 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 walk dance was fine. It was sort of a, a sort of relaxing entertainment. 
but I feel like the show really picks up at the ending uh, when, you know, Jack comes in and he gives his big, you know, speech reprimanding everybody for the way they've yeah. been treating George Burns. I thought that was hilarious. You yeah. know, it was yeah. building. I thought it was very funny. And then when George goes and he does his own performance, I, that was the most entertaining part for me. I thought it was it was a great sort of snapshot of who George Burns is and the idea that, you know, he's desperate enough to do it. As, as long as he has any audience, he'll do it. And so I yeah. thought that was fun. So... Well, yeah. and what a what a what a, a, a an unsurprising thing for us that whenever George Burns is on the screen or Jack Benny or ideally both, the show picks up. I mean, it's it's to me every time they go away from those two, it drops in, in the entertainment quality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say my favorite dance piece in the entire show was probably five seconds or ten seconds tops. It's when at the end of the first number when when george and jack slide in sideways into the, into the camera shot and they're both doing this and I, I thought that's a pretty intricate dance move with his feet for jack to do at his age i was like he always surprises me at what he can pull off but um and and i've never seen jack dance quite like that so i'm like okay well that's great but i uh, hope you were going to say something i think no i was just gonna say yeah i i love this yeah. uh this special um i think both the specials that we uh we watched this week were really great um and i i had to look it up because um he sings doing the grizzly bear and that was on his nine i want to say like 1969 album george burns sings so i was like oh, is this like when did this come out and it's years uh years before the album comes out right but um with, with yeah. this whole like conceit of like he's trying to get somebody to sing with him um i had a very interesting discussion of with someone um that does a lot of research on gracie allen um and it's it's interesting that like um, when he's trying to figure out his uh what what's next after Gracie um this this person argued that Gracie very much wanted him to stop bashing himself um mm -hmm. and like notice that like he can do well without her yeah um and so I think it's interesting that he's just full-on just Oh, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> Distraction. Oh. <laughs> Shiny object. Squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> but yeah, I just th think it's interesting that he he's still kind of insecure even after all these years of vaudeville and all of this. He's still that insecure performer of like this is uh, I'm not I'm not good enough so I have to self self-deprecate yeah. and yeah I'd be curious that. to see how much of that is sincere and how much he's just doing a bit because I was listening yes. to uh, I don't listen to that much Burns and Allen but I was listening to one because uh, George Burns and Gracie Allen or maybe it was just Gracie were a guest star on the Jack Benny show so I listened to that episode from the same week and in the episode the plot point was 
that George Burns wanted to sing and, and uh, you know, he went to like an executive and uh, he was such a bad singer. So it was interesting that this is what, 20 years earlier and he's doing the same bit. And right. there's nobody who can sing bad like George Burns. It's so entertaining. It's yeah. not like, oh, ear splitting. It's just like, you know, he's got a, such a unique rhythm yes. which I, I think he's sort of putting on but i just love it it's very entertaining i love so i know that that's a bit for him um but it's just it's interesting because like as when he puts his um album out of george burn sings it is fairly popular and so um people so i just find it interesting that like throughout all these years he's had this bit and then like a new generation comes along and it's like this is great you know mm -hmm. and so it's like it it's a it's a bit that i feel like people believed like jack benny is cheap yeah. um and mm -hmm. just because that's what they've been told so um i i feel like that i guess why i bring it up this way is it's a bit but i feel like it also shoots himself in the foot because people don't necessarily want to hire him for it because that that's his bit and people right. believe it. Yeah. Well, I'm just so delighted with, I get the feeling that uh, after Jack's passing, uh, with Jack passing off uh, the sunshine voice to, to George, I just, I just hope that out there somewhere, Jack and Gracie were both enjoying how much success George Burns has had in the 70s. I mean, it was pretty amazing that a guy who had changed his act entirely to focus around Gracie for so many years and then kind of tried a few things in the in the after she she uh, had retired and then after she passed to all of a sudden in the 70s blossom again and 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 have this yeah have this second career of of the oh god movies and all the things that he did uh it's just delightful i'm so happy for him that he did that and and he kind of cruised on that until his passing i mean he was still in the in the 80s people were still excited whenever you saw him uh, into the night and 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 at some point it became wow this guy is so old and still yeah. so funny and how does he pull this off and and you know the big thing of course was going to be on his hundredth birthday, he was going to do a big thing, and and I think he made it until his ninety yeah. sixth or something was, and was still kind of performing and everything, and then kind of went out of the spotlight and assumed was having issues after that. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, he, and then he yeah, passed before he was a hundred, right? When he was like ninety nine or no, something. No, he passed after he was a hundred. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he made but it short, very shortly, kind of after, yeah. Yeah, and not doing well because, of course, yeah. he didn't do any of the performances he was talking yeah. about. Things at, at yeah, yeah. Um, but it's kind I of too bad they didn't record it a, like a just in case, like have a hundredth yeah. celebration that they recorded when he was ninety-seven or ninety-six well, right. or something. And then just well, 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 it's like they went ahead with the Betty White one hundredth yeah. uh, birthday celebrations, and she died a couple of weeks before, but they went ahead and yeah. published the magazines and things like that. So. Yes. Yeah, like, that's what I was gonna say. He was the, um, I mean, my generation will not n know who he is, but, like, I, he was, like, the Betty White of that yes. generation. Mm -hmm. He was just stuck around so long that people were like, this is really cool that we have this performer still, and he's still funny, he's still able to do jokes, and, um, yeah, I think, 
like he was pretty i think he was pretty active up until probably 98 Mm -hmm. um so um but yeah i i i just love his longevity there i actually learned something i didn't know my mom did not introduce me to george burns so i kind of had to find him through like jack benny and everything but my i was talking in the car and my mom told me when she was in college she wrote an essay about george burns and i was like wow where did this come from i've been talking about george burns for the past 15 years and you never thought to mention that to me that's great yeah that's, that's crazy. Great. Crazy. That's that's great. Well, well, if if you don't mind, it's really uh interesting. So uh, uh Variety covered this special. As I said, that they uh, uh made a note that they reviewed it in black and white. Um, and it says comedy ran a distinct second to song and dance specialties on this in and out outing, meaning it's just a one-time uh special. I love variety language, in and out outing. Surrounding himself with several first-rate performers, star slash host George Burns supplied continuity by indulging in his familiar Can I Sing Now running routine, adding Jack Benny and his Can I Fiddle Now gag for good measure. Only at the tail end of the special did the Burns-Benny exchange warm up. But the lean comedy material didn't damage the show too severely, largely because of Burns's casual low pressure charm, Benny's durable expressiveness, and some outstanding efforts from the reserves. In addition to clowning around with the star, guest stars Betty Grable, Bobby Darren, and Polly Bergen performed their own specialties. Miss Grable scored with a sexy rendition of the now dated number, I Refuse to Rock and Roll, as she slowly stripped to essentials, revealing a still ship shape and game gams. Darren rocked the house with a slam-bang, shuffling, slithery version of Bill Bailey, but was something less than rewarding as he attempted a slow-tempoed, funny valentine and had noticeable difficulty in the upper register. Um, Miss Bergen clicked with a commanding delivery of the overworked Cole Porter Diddy, just one of those things. Outstanding facet of the show was the dancing. The talented Hermes Pan dancers, 12 of them, tranced out a few top-notch numbers, joining Burns on an opener that flowed with a stare-like ease and fluidity, helping Miss Grable through her bit and returning for a rural dance bash that was an amusing smash. Uh, Credit pan with some sizzling inventive choreography. Yes, Burns did get to sing, racing through a medley of Doing the Grizzly Bear, Lily of the Valley, and Red Rose Rag. Actually, Burns, in his own way and style, is an accomplished vocalist, making his routine that much more gratifying and entertaining. So you see how prescient you are. Greg Garrison's direction kept it all rolling along smoothly. Mac Benoff produced and joined William Burns, uh, George's brother, in penning a script that was his own show's worst enemy. (laughs) Well, I I just want to point out that that this is reversed to what we usually get. Usually we get the critics kind of panning the show yeah. and John going, it was the funniest show ever. I love this show. And yeah. now John's panning it somewhat and the critics are like, hey, this is really good. Wow. So, <laughs> I, I was really, uh, I really so totally agree with you, John, and everybody that Betty Grable's routine just 
just didn't do it for me. And I was so I went and looked up her career. She hadn't been in films since 53. She basically, as Hollywood was falling apart, she went and did Vegas and traveling shows. And so her I don't know what was wrong with the miking of that scene during her song, but I could barely hear her thin voice. And I was going, oh, well, maybe she was just a movie actress. But then to know that she'd been on, you know, that so I just didn't get it. Why, why? And bless her heart, she died only in her fifth. Um, she was only she was only 44 at that time making them show. So, um, uh, uh, and, and, and died, uh, died in her, um, I think fifties. So, um, uh, and as I said, I still couldn't figure out what Polly Bergen was known for other than to tell the truth. So, uh, oh, well, well, and you don't know, I mean, it could have been that, that George Burns had a, a long time relationship, you know, a professional relationship a you know, with her and sort well, of. Thing and it just does, invited her on because sometimes that happens you get people inviting folks that you haven't seen in years right yeah. well and it also um uh the stuff i was reading uh, uh in variety around that time um george burns was doing a sold out vegas run with bobby darren as his singer there you go. uh that summer so um makes total all sense. these connections so well and and i think uh as we kind of close this thing up uh, for us, because the way I've presented these, I, I found this special and we'd already gone through all of our old specials. So we're so for for us, you're jumping ahead a number of weeks when you get this, but you're going to be getting it early, of course. But we're really in about 1968 is where we're at. So to compare this to Jack's special from 1968, yeah. this is like a early yeah. one where they're getting this kind of format down as to what a special looks like. And they build future specials including most of jack's kind of on this sort of template that mm -hmm. uh, of of the dancers of the of, of some like like kathy was saying some people to appeal to the young audience and they're trying to appeal to audiences all over the place and uh, and i think it's interesting how they sort of created this thing and bob hope and jack benny and and george burns and so many performers that were uh getting a little older uh, would grow to this kind of format and and for years the audience would be like oh neat a special with somebody I haven't seen in a while it's oh it's their special for this year or their second special of the year some of them did too but uh, it's just a delightful thing in some ways that unfortunately has almost gone completely away I mean uh, Netflix I know tried this a few years ago I can't remember with who the the performer was but it was very much felt like one of these old style specials and with somebody who is again getting a little older but but an entertainer i think it was a comedian that they they did it with but uh i just thought that was kind of interesting that somebody tried uh, i don't know how successful yeah. it was obviously couldn't have been too successful because they haven't done other ones so the uh the later specials i feel like maybe have it polished and sort of the format down better yes and the earlier specials are live so there's that energy and this is sort of like a piece of history this is the transition in between the testing in, in some ways yes agreed that's that's a great point and just for anybody who actually goes and watches the show it's very sweet at the end everybody as they're leaving the show say please give my regards to gracie it's so you know that's um um it must have been painful for george melancholy and painful oh, yeah. i mean to have her there but she can't be his partner on stage anymore um uh 
So, but how nice that they, everybody remembered her and, you know, that's as an... And after she was gone, I always, you know, I'm always struck by the joke that he made about her over and over again. The whole, uh, um, I, I'm not, I'm going to paraphrase, but it's the whole, uh, uh, I had the greatest joke ever and then she died, you know, and, 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 yeah. and, uh, um, and that was just, it just sounds the way he delivered it and everything. It was funny, and yet it was painful and poignant at the same time. So it was just always because um, I just felt like once he lost his partner, he had to kind of find a new way, and he did. And I think uh, Greasy would have been delighted that he found a way and became popular in his own right in so many ways. Yeah. Anyway, so I mean, uh, oh, go ahead. In this episode, they they mentioned Mary Livingston also, mm-hmm. but I mean Jack and Mary were never the same as Burns and Allen. Burns mm-hmm. and Allen were a team, and you can't have one without the other. Right, right. Um, I think Jack would have kind of liked maybe if they were a little more of a Burns and Allen, if she if she could have been able mm-hmm. to pull it off more often and things with him. And and like I say, I've always been delighted with with Mary. Um, it's just, it, I don't know. I just felt like her heart was never in it completely yeah. as much as yeah. Gracie's was. Yeah. And but so, also, right. she was always a part of a, a group, an ensemble. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. She was never like the one. Correct, okay. correct. Though I think if they wanted to, they probably could have pulled that off, especially early on, with the, if they did the right writing for them. And yeah. you'll you'll see it in 1933 and 34 when you when we get yeah. to those old scripts. They really were trying uh, uh, the 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 two, but just you say right. it it ended up working better as an ensemble. Although we'll move to the 1968 special and see that Jack did have another partner in Eddie Anderson. Yeah. Oh yeah, so for how sure. nice that uh, a preview. Uh, how nice that he's going to. Um, uh, well, I'm going to throw uh, this out there for our Benny fans to ponder over because it's something that I think of every once in a while. I don't think I've ever mentioned it on the show. I just wonder if early on, when Jack was doing his concerts, his performances, if he had asked Mary, "Oh, why don't we go and do this? Why don't we go on a on the road and 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 do some of this?" And Mary's like, "No, no, I'll do the radio show, but I don't want to do the concerts and things with you." Because he always did the concerts by himself. I mean, he'd have a he'd have a, yeah. a troupe that he put together, but it wouldn't have Mary in the troupe. And I right. just can't imagine Jack do that and not ask Mary to do that. On the other hand, maybe he he's like, "This is my chance to feel my vaudeville stuff again," well, and I did that by myself, and so I don't know. And, and the backstory is that Mary was getting increasingly terrified of live events and right. she was fainting all the time and just, no, she wouldn't do anything live. You even see it in that 1940, I'm sorry for the deep dive. And if you, if that 1942 radio special where they, they create this 10th anniversary Jack Benny event and they have yeah. it live on the radio and she refused to say a word. So she, if she didn't have a script in front of her, she See, I didn't know it was that early as 42. I was thinking maybe in the late 30s and early 40s, there was some other reason for her not going out and doing the performances with him, right? Because yeah. uh, yeah. I, I always struck that it was more the late 40s and, and 50s that she was really hit by that, but I guess it was earlier. So, hmm, interesting. All right, well, anyway, we'll let folks enjoy this special, and we'll see you next time for more Jack Benny. So, we love doing these. So, take care, everybody. The following program is being brought to you in living color on NBC. Richard Hudnut, America's first name in beauty. Richard Hudnut, makers of Lip Quick, the world's first roll-on lip color.
Color Glow, the first waterproof hair color rinse. Fashion Quick, the first no odor home permanent. And Fabulous Light and Bright Hair Lightener presents The George Burns Show. stage tonight I had an argument that almost caused a fight my producer said the dancing was the public's choice well I said that the public much prefer the singing voice but maybe I'm wrong maybe he's right we'll soon find out because tonight's the night please just to show the public would you kindly display a pirouette an attitude a part of beret If you have the elevation for an entre-shah, make it ringy-dingy with the cha-cha-cha. Please add a variation to a theme by Bach. Elevate, relevate, and really make it rock. Do now what do you take? beret, what a beret, maestro, please now take it away. Big star like you on my show. You can't tell me. Well, try. <laughs> tell me, George. You know, we've got a whole, a whole hour. The show has just started. Jack, I, I really mean it. Well, George, your show can't miss. Now, look, look at the talent you've got. 
You got Grable, Bergen, Bobby Darren, the Hermes Pan Dancers, Jeff Alexander's music, and of course, me. Jack, you, um, you left somebody out. Oh, I'm sorry. Your director, Greg Garrison. Well, what show am I on? I know I'm working, I'm wearing makeup. George, look, I was getting around to you. After all, this is an hour show, isn't it? Well, see if you can squeeze me in before the closing credits. You've got the most important job. You don't realize. You've got the most important job on this whole show. Oh? You're the host. The host. Well, good. Now, what does the host do? Are you kidding? What does... Look, when all of these great performers get up and do their wonderful numbers, who's the fella who does this? <laughs> I, I do this, huh? What a talent. <laughs> You're right, Jack. I don't think there's anybody in show business who has a better pair of palms than I have. I got a surprise for you. I'm not only going to be the host, but I'm going to sing with Grable, with Bergen, with Darren, with the Hermes Pan Dancers, with uh, Jeff, Jeff Alexander's orchestra. And when the show is over, I'm singing with our director, Greg Garrison. <laughs> George, you've got me wrong. See, I love your singing. I think you've got a style that's your own. You've got a great voice. You do? Sure. Look, I've never told you this. Oh? But after a golf game, when you take a shower at Hillcrest Country Club, I always take the shower next to yours. Just to hear me sing? I don't even turn on the water. <laughs> really, Dick? George, many a day I've come home to marry, dirty but happy. You sure it's not to save money on towels? You're corny. But look, George, I really love your singing. Well, Jack, uh, I've never told you this before. This just goes for me. I don't care about anybody else. To me, you're one of the world's greatest violinists. You think so? Huh? Oh, yes. You're just as good as... as, 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 uh, as uh, What's his name? Uh, uh, Yasha Heifetz? Yasha Heifetz. No. <laughs> well, Jack, you're just as good as... as, 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 uh, as uh, Isaac Stern? Isaac Stern. Oh, George, I mean... <laughs> and, and, Jack, you're just as good as... as, as um, Rubenstein? Him, too. He's a pianist. <laughs> what do I know about violinists? <laughs> Jack just a slip of the tongue. I really think you're the greatest. Well, if you, if you really feel that way, I just happen to have my violin here. I don't, oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah well, 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 I just happen to have my piano here. Really? There it comes. <laughs> George, you mean you're going to sing while I play? Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. You're going to play while I sing?
Anyway, I thought you'd rather see two gorgeous girls who, um, who, who are keeping time to some beautiful music together. The world of beauty takes on new color with two new sun and fun shades of Lip Quick, world's first roll-on lip color. Pink anise, a pulsating pink with all the intrigue of the East, all the brilliance of Oriental peonies. What a lift it gives every complexion, every costume. Peach Poodle, a provocative peach with a cool French air. Whoever dreamed peach could give your beauty such a gay French accent? These two exciting colors come to your lips the only way a shade should today, with Lip Quick. Lip Quick, flowing lip color that rolls on automatically. See how easily Lip Quick outlines lips, how perfectly it shapes them. Just moisten lips, press together, and they're brilliantly beautiful. It's puppy love all over again with Pink Anies and Peach Poodle, two of 15 exciting young fashion shades found only in Lip Quick by Richard Hudnut. As a young boy, Bobby Darren, I've worked with him and I've watched him become a tremendous success in the last year. And I've enjoyed every minute of it. In fact, I think he might turn out to be the second greatest singer in show business. <laughs> Here he is, Bobby Darren. Say, Bill Bailey, don't look now, but there's somebody calling. Who? Why, your lady friend, that's who. If I were you, well, if I were you, I'd get my little old self home. Won't you come home, Bill Bailey? Won't you come home? She cries the whole day long. I do the cooking, honey. I pay the rent. You know I've done you wrong. Remember that rainy evening? Drove you out. Nothing but a fine tooth comb. Home, home, yes, I know I'm the plain honey. She come home, Bill Bailey. Won't you come home? She cries the whole day long. Yes, yes, yes. I do the cooking, honey. I pay the rent. You know, you know, you know I've done you wrong. Remember that rainy evening? I drove you out. Nothing but a fine tooth comb and you was bald, honey. Ain't it a shame? But no, I'm to blame. Yes, Bailey, won't you please come? Bailey, won't you please come? Bailey, won't you please come? Oh! Keep on, Bailey, won't you please come? Go, Bailey, won't you please come? Let's walk, Bailey, won't you please come? 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 Go, Bailey, won't you please come? 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 One more time, Bailey, won't you please come? You're a delight. Thank you very much, Mr. Burns. A lot has happened to you in the last year. Yes, sir. How does it feel to be 24 years old and to be one of the top recording stars? You know, you know, the same thing could have happened to me, but when I was 24, Edison was 24, and he hadn't invented the phonograph yet. <laughs> I, I, actually, I was really lucky, Mr. Burns. Sure was, because after all, I owe most of my success to just one man. Bobby, you don't have to say that. Yes, I do, sir. Because, after all, where would I be without the guy that wrote Mac the Knife? Yeah, well, uh, that's, uh, that's who I was thinking of, too. Uh, 
Although, Bobby, I did have a little to do with your success. I didn't write Mac the Knight, but I wrote Elvis Presley's draft board and got Elvis in the army that didn't hurt you either. Oh, no, it sure didn't. Sure didn't hurt at all, no. Say, Mr. Burns. Yeah? W would you do me a favor, sir? Would you write another letter for Fabian? <laughs> Look, Bobby, how about singing a little song together? Cheapers, Mr. Burns, I'd love to. I really would. But, you know, the last time we did the show, both of us sang a song together, and yeah. there might be a sameness, you know? It just might. Why don't, uh, say, I have an idea. Why don't you sing a song with, with Betty Grable? Betty Grable, sure. huh? Sure. Yeah, yeah, that might be an idea. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, after all, you, you've uh, helped me enough. Why don't you do it to somebody else? I mean, why don't you do it, why don't you do it for somebody else is what I meant. No. Betty Grable, yeah, she, she, she's a beautiful girl, and we could do a boy and girl number. Certainly. And, and, and I could give her every third line. <laughs> I know that this is going to break your heart, but I've decided not to sing with you. Well, I guess you just have to take the good with the bad. Isn't he a wonderful boy? He took it so bravely. Singing with Betty Grable, yeah. Well, she's got a very exciting number. I'll let her do that first, and then I'll ask her. She, she, she's beautiful. She's charming. She's got a lot of talent. I might even give her every second line. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Betty Grable. Thank you, thank you. I'm so delighted to see you all here this afternoon at this lovely press reception. And I do hope that you are going to like my book, my autobiography, the story of my life. Now, I'm not going to tell you all about it, but I would like to tease you with a few anecdotes and goodies from chapter 251. I haven't decided on a title yet, but I do have several to choose from. My Fickle, Fickle Ways, or Inside of My Outside, or Am I For Real? And finally, I Was Too Young to Know. You know it. You're looking at a real the lust for life has been my goal I've done a lot of things I shan't relate But I refuse to rock and roll I've been the inspiration for a song With spicy lyrics by dear Cole And I've been banned in Boston right along But I refuse to rock and roll It's not that it takes emotions here on page 5681 volume 3 that's 
I've been to dinner with that ex-king man He offered me a pink mink stole The gifts he promised me would fill a van But I But not a spinster would extol The fact is I am not the purest role That number was thrilling. And that costume you're wearing is so exciting. Boy, I wish I had legs like yours. <laughs> Even one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, George, I really enjoy working with you. You're a charming man. You've got a lot of personality and a lot of warmth. Well, I'm glad you feel that way because we're going to sing together. And a lot of nerve. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, I mean, oh, I mean, I've got a lot of nerve to even want to sing with somebody like you. Oh, well, that's all right, Betty. This is really going to be a great number for us. You see, it used to be a great hit for me. This is a great song. It's called, I'm Tying the Leaves So They Won't Fall Down. I'm tying the leaves. So they won't fall down. That was one of your big hits. Betty, it might open a whole new career for you. But that's what I'm afraid of. George. George, don't you think it would be better if you just sang all by yourself? I'll be glad to. How does it go? That's not the name of a song. Look, Betty, uh, uh, this is my show, and I think we ought to do a number together. But Mr. Burns... Mr. Burns, two people who are going to sing together should call each other by their first names. All right, Mr. Burns. What? And you can call me Mrs. James. Look, Betty, this has gone far enough. Now, no. now... Uh... Betty, oh. just a minute. Yes, Jack. Just a minute. Yes, Jack. Uh, you see, I heard you squabbling. Uh-huh. And, Betty, I think you're wrong. I think you ought to do a song with George. You do? Yes. Thanks, Jack. <laughs> what do you mean, thanks? I'm always on your side. And to make sure you come off, I'll be right here accompanying you on my violin. You're gonna play while I sing? Only when you sing. What about her? Who cares about her? You're... ...the leaves by yourself. <laughs> well, Betty, oh. I got you out of it, didn't I? Oh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it, Jack. Now you can do your number without any <sighs> interference. I'll just stand back here. You don't accompany you on the violin. What'd you say, Mr. Benny? Mr. Benny? 
I mean, what happened to Jack? The same thing that happened to George. <laughs> Hold it. Wait a minute, Betty. All right, all right. I won't, I won't play for you. But you still owe me a favor, and I want you to do one thing for me. All righty. Now, I was just turned down by MGM for a part because there was a kissing bit in it, you see? And they uh, felt that, um, I don't know, I wasn't romantic enough for it. Now, you're a beautiful girl. I mean, you've played those kind of scenes and parts. Do you mind if I kiss you? And then you can tell me how it was, huh? Oh, sure, uh, sure. Ready? Ready. George! George! What is it, George! Betty? Hold this file in. <laughs> Hi, Jack Benny. I've been holding this fiddle. January will be 31 years. <laughs> you think I'm jealous? Just look at some home movies. I took it my pool last week. This young lady is showing you a fabulous new hair coloring discovery. The first waterproof hair color rinse. New Color Glow. It's waterproof and it's wonderful. Color Glow doesn't wash out even underwater. Watch. The girl on the left has used another leading hair coloring rinse. The girl on the right used Color Glow. They both dry their hair with clean towels. And look, the other color lifts right off, while Color Glow stays on and will stay on for weeks. That's proof that Color Glow is waterproof. So if your hair is dull, faded, gray streaked, give it new brilliance with waterproof Color Glow. Choose from a merry-go-round of gay shades, blondest blondes to blackest blacks and everything in between. Use Color Glow. Then, rain or shine, you'll always have a dazzling glow of color in your hair. New waterproof Color Glow. Polly, Polly, will you please listen to reason? We'll be a sensation together. Jack, for the last time, no. Please, Polly, look, I'll mute it. No, Jack, this is my big number. I'd like to sing all alone. I know that number. I'll play it with you. Jack, the answer is still no. And will you please stop staring at me with those baby blue eyes? <laughs> look, Polly, let me warn you about something. If you don't let me do this number with you, you know how you're going to wind up? You're going to wind up singing it with George Burns. What a choice. That's like asking Bridget Bardot which one of the three stooges she'd like to do a love scene with. Polly, can I talk to you? Well, here comes Mo. <laughs> Polly, how... Came here to pick some flowers. It's Mary's birthday. Well, Jack, if it's Mary's birthday, I'll come over tonight to sing happy birthday to her. It was yesterday. <laughs> Polly, how about all these flowers I got you? Oh, I never received so many. And this dressing room, I had it built especially for you. George, I I've never worked with anyone so thoughtful. And how about that dressing room? For your, for your opening oh, number. Oh, George, it's Isn't so that a beautiful, beautiful yes. That pretty? Yes. Well, now that you feel good, Polly, I've got a favor to ask you. George. I've got a number. George. 
George, before you do, I'd like to pay you a great compliment. You know, you and Jack Benny have been in show business for a lot of years. About a thousand years, yeah. Yes. But there's a lot of difference between you. Oh? You know, do you know why Jack Benny was here? No. He was trying to get into my act. Now, can you imagine anybody trying to get into somebody else's act? Polly, this number, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, George, it's your show, and you wouldn't try to do a thing like that. Flowers cost me $80. I mean, the first principle of show business is, is to give the, the other performer a chance. Jack should know that. This dressing room cost $450. And here you and Jack are friends. You'd think some of your showmanship would rub off on him. That dress cost me $750. How one performer can try to take advantage of another performer, I I'll just never understand. Polly, I was planning to let you keep the dress after the show. You know, this is my big number, and, and I wouldn't share it with anyone. Not anyone. Now, George, what is it you want to ask me? I came, I came to get my flowers. <laughs> Five minutes, George. And Polly, leave the dress after the show. It's Gracie's size. <laughs> Oh. 
she wonderful? You know, I hate to say this, but she was a big hit without me. Those kids, her and Bobby Darren and Betty Graber, they think they can put one over. Well, the three of them are supposed to do the next number, Buttons and Bows. The girls don't know this, but they're doing it with me. I tied Bobby Darren to a chair. <laughs> Excuse me, I've got to make a change. Now a western ranch is just a ranch, nowhere junction to me. Give me the city where living is pretty, and the gals wear finery. Take a look here. East is east and west is west, and the wrong one we had chose. So let's go wear the keep on wearing those frills and flowers and buttons and bows. Ready for buttons and bows. George, they just did it. What? Well, what do I do now? Lead into the commercial. Well, all right. I'd like to show you this newspaper with rave notices for a new home permanent hit. Gracie tried it and thinks it's just great.
Now, girls, this has gone far enough. The party scene that's coming up, I'm using real champagne. It's costing me a fortune. The whole show is costing me a fortune. And you've got to make a decision. One of you girls have to sing with me. And it can't miss because at the finish of the number, I yodel. <laughs> now, which will it be? I'd love to, George, but I've got laryngitis. <laughs> she got it from me. I'm cooked. All right. Will you dance with me? What did you say, George? She caught it from you, yeah. Do you girls happen to have a relative in Gunsmoke named Chester? All right, no singing, no dancing. How about taking a little walk with me? A walk? A walk? Sure. Gee, George really went all out for this party. Champagne, Nova Scotia salmon, gee, imported caviar. I'm glad I brought my Bowser bag with me. It's Mary's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> 
funny valentine sweet comic valentine you make me smile with my heart your looks are laughable Yes, Mr. Burns. Well, there's over 500 songs here. They ought to love one of them. They ought to. I spared no expense. They can't turn me down. No, Mr. Burns. Charlie, did you bring my big song? I'll be waiting for you, Bill, when you come back from San Juan Hill. <laughs> well, go get it. That's my closing number. In the meantime, here's a great idea for you men. Get yourself some of those great sportsman products. Tell them about it, Bob. For Father's Day, sportsman toiletries, because they're the finest men's toiletries you can buy. And how he'll love you for them. For example, sportsman shaving lotion, that famous aftershave that gives a man that top of the morning feeling every day of the year. Then, sportsman cologne for men. Ah, the fresh, clean scent that lends every dad a debonair air. It's the fragrance women love men to wear. And sportsman gift sets, He'll really feel like a king with an airlight trio of sportsman toiletries in this handsome travel kit. So go out tomorrow and buy him the sportsman toiletries he'd like best. Right, George? Right, Bob. And to my son and daughter who are watching, Father's Day is June 19th. Now you know what I want. Don't forget, sportsman. Sit down, Charlie. Sit down, everybody. Sit down. Down, everybody. 
Dad, Dad, Dad. Uh, how about the party? Nice party? Having fun? How about the food? Food good? Champagne was imported. Sit down, everybody. Down. 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 Now sit down, all of you. I think you kids ought to be ashamed of yourself. And you, Polly, and Betty, and Bobby here, and me. I'm the worst offender. Now, this is George's show, and George loves to sing. It's true. And we haven't given him a chance. No. George is my oldest friend. I've got hundreds of friends, but George is the oldest. <laughs> I've heard George sing at parties in the shower. I've heard George sing for 30 years. 32. 35 years. <laughs> and it's time somebody else heard. <laughs> don't thank me. You don't have to thank me. You think George is a Johnny come lately, don't you? Do you know that this man made an album for the Edison Company more than 30 years ago with other great singers? That's right. But this man is permanent. Thanks, Jerry. You can go into any music shop. Their records are all gone. But George's is still there. <laughs> Wait a minute, George. I'm not finished with that. But yet. you're finishing me. <laughs> George has had that voice down in him all these years. A lot of years. And it's improving the age. Right now, his voice is like, like a rare old wine. Like a fine old cheese. <laughs> George Burns has got as much as any of the big singers of today. I don't care who you mention. Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Perry Como, Arthur Rubenstein. He's a piano. <laughs> what do I know about singers? <laughs> Jack, Jack, I know what you're trying to do, and believe me, you're doing it. Please. I want you to remember that George has been a star in show business for 30 years. 32. 37 years. 37 years. And you may ask me why. Ask me why. Ask me how. But, but that show business. <laughs> I think you've taught us all a lesson, sir. And I know I, for one, would love to hear Mr. Burns sing a song. Thank you. I really would. That goes for me, too. Thanks. And I feel the same right. way, George. Thank you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my opening number is a song that's I It's too late! <laughs> too late! Look. They've hurt you enough, George. And you're too hurt to give in. I sing better when I'm hurt. <laughs> oh, Lord, I'm not going to let you lower yourself. I'll sing on my toes, gotcha. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Don't you love George? Ben, stop! We're trying to teach these kids a lesson. 
Look, Jack. George, if I were you, I'd walk out on him. Walk out on me? Look, they finally want to hear me sing. Why should I walk out they on them? They don't deserve it. <laughs> now go, George, go. Well, take your music and go. Jack. You kids Jack. ought to be ashamed of yourself for what you've done to this man. Go, George, go. Go, go. And you, you traitor, you go. <laughs> Let's go into the property room. There's a piano there. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, my heart is breaking, but the show must go on. But first, I want you to hear a song without music. You've heard of a song without words. This is without music. And a one, and a two. Charlie, there's the piano. <laughs> oh, hey, property man. Hey, Cross, stop painting. Would you mind sit, sit right down, would you? Here, sit there. Here's a cigar. There you are. Now, let me light it for you. Put your feet right up here. Get yourself comfortable. I'm, uh, I'm gonna sing you a few songs. <laughs> I, uh, I love these songs. And I think you'll love them, too. And by the way, I want you to know that's a very good cigar. Okay, grizzly bear, Charlie. Out in San Francisco where the weather's fair They got a dance out there that's called the Grizzly Bear All your other loving dancers don't compare Kind of spoony and a little less than croony Talk about the best the Teddy Roosevelt shot They don't compare with what or San Francisco's got Come on, honey, do And I'll show to you the dance called the Grizzly Hold it, hold it, hold it That song is too great to finish <laughs> You know, when that song was popular I was 18 years old I did a ballroom dancing act, the Waltzing O'Connors. My name was O'Connor. And uh, I used to change my name every week. I could, I could never get a job with the same name twice. <laughs> I loved show business. I used to walk around with makeup on my collar. I wanted the whole world to know I was an actor. One day things got so tough I had to wear a clean shirt. I couldn't afford makeup. <laughs> anyway, my name was O'Connor and I was sitting in, in Farley Marcus's office. He was sort of a small time booking agent trying to get a job. And a theater manager walked in. He said, where could I find Joe Healy? I says, I'm Joe Healy. I had so many names, I thought I was. <laughs> and he gave me a contract to play the Myrtle Theater in Brooklyn for $15 for three days. On the contract that said monologist. I figured, how could I be bad for $15? <laughs> so I went out and I stole Jim Thornton's act, who was a monologist. And a great one. But the trouble was, Jim Thornton was 65 years old and I was 18, so his material didn't exactly fit me. Well, I walked out on the stage at the Myrtle Theater. My opening line was, love is like the mumps, the only hour when you get it, the harder it goes with you. When you first fall in love, you're full of blunders like a cactus is full of prickles. And I looked off stage and the manager was doing this. <laughs> well, I figured I'm out here, I might as well do my act. I looked out at the audience and they were doing this. <laughs> well, there were more of them than there were of him, so I walked off stage. As I passed the manager, he wiped the makeup off my collar, stuck my pictures under my arm and said, out. <laughs> That's how they closed you in those days. They'd give you back your pictures. Until I met Gracie, I had my pictures stuck under my arm so often that for years I walked around like this. <laughs> anyway, I loved doing a single act. So I came back to that same theater nine months later. My name was Willie Sachs. 
And I was rehearsing my opening song Monday morning. It was, if you'll notice on the program where he mentions all the acts, you take a look at number two, you see the name of Sachs. It doesn't say company or anything like that. It simply says sister by sister. Let me hear, ooh, anyway. I sang about 30 or 40 choruses that I stole from Gallagher and Shin. And I was in the middle of my rehearsal when the manager walked down the stage and he says, hey, Sachs. Aren't you the Joe Healy that was here nine months ago who said love is like the mumps, the only hour when you get it, the harder it goes with you, you first fall in love, you're full of blood, it's like cactus full of blood. I said, yes, sir. Again, he's wiped the makeup off my collar, stuck my pictures on my arm and said, out. I don't want to brag, but I'm the only actor in show business who was ever closed before he opened. <laughs> anyway, here's the chorus. Cuddle close to your baby. Snap your shoulders to the ceiling. Lordy, lordy, what a feeling. Hug up close to your lady. Close your eyes and do some napping. Something nice is going to happen. Hug up close to your baby. Swing her everywhere. Show you down boats how to go to Buffalo. Oh, doing the grizzly bear. Isn't that a cute song? I love these songs. I love verses. I'm a verse man. Sinatra needs choruses. Here's a cute verse. My kid brother, he's a lazy kid. One day's work is all the work he did. Wrote a song entirely wrong. Up in Yonkers, it's going strong. George M. Cohen and the other gang heard my brother when the song he sang. He said that it cannot miss. It's bound to be a hit. How could it miss? How could it miss? When the chorus goes like this. Oh, wait, 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 wait. When that was one of my hits. My name was Jimmy Glide. <laughs> I did an, an act then called Goldie Fields and Glide. Goldie's right name was Jaime Goldberg. I found him in the laundry. He used to sing while he'd iron shirts. Sang a little bit like Anna Marie Albighetti. But the trouble was he couldn't sing without any. So on the stage when he'd sing, his motions would go something like this. From time to time in every climb, blessings come from above all. And then he turned the iron when he got to his sleeve. <laughs> well, we were, not a very, we, were, we, we were not a very attractive trio. Goldie would sing like he was ironing and I'd sing like I'm still holding the pictures under my arm. Anyway, we were booked for three days, you guessed it, the Myrtle Theater in Brooklyn. Monday morning, we were rehearsing our act. I was in the middle of, um, oh, heart of my heart, I love you, when the manager walked down the stage. And he said, day glide. Aren't you the Willie Sachs? He said, if you notice on the program, it mentions all the acts. You take a look at number two, see the name of Sachs. He used to be Joe Healy, who said, love is like the monks, the only hour when you get it, the harder it goes, when you first fall in love, you're full of blunders, like cats, full of pregnant. I never answered him. I just wiped the makeup off my collar, stuck my pictures under my arm and left. <laughs> Goldie went back to the laundry, Fields went into the insurance business, and I turned out to be Williams of Brown and Williams singers, dancers, and roller skaters. <laughs> anyway, here's the chorus. Lily, lily of the valley. Lily, lily, let's be pally. You're the sweetest little flower of the lot. Oh, be my lily, be my lily, and be all forget-me-not. Here's a song. Here's a song I sang with the with the with the Pee Wee Quartet. <laughs> Red Rose Rag. Down in the garden where the red roses grow. Oh my, I wanna go. Pluck me like a flower, cuddle me an hour. Lovey, let me learn that red rose rag. Red leaves are falling in the rosy romance. Bees hum, come now's your chance. Don't go hunting possums, mingle with the blossoms in their flowery bowery dance. Oh honey, moon shine on in June. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Anyway, after 40 or 50 more names, seven years later, I met Gracie. And we were a hit right away. And my ambition was to play the Myrtle Theater in Brooklyn and prove to that manager I could finish one performance without changing my name. <laughs> and we booked it. We got there, and there it was up in lights. George Burns and Gracie Allen. 
The trouble was, it wasn't the Myrtle Theatre anymore. The manager heard I was coming, and he changed it to the Jefferson. <laughs> well, here's the chorus. Pink, a pinky petal for your puppy's pride. Beg your burning blush, hold it. Very jolly. Bobby, what are you doing here? Mr. Benny just started to play his violin. Oh? <laughs> I'm only kidding. I want to say thank you very much for having me on the show again. I and don't forget, it. we're playing Vegas next month together. Watch your throat. I shall, I shall. Okay. Good night. Good night, Bobby. Pink, 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 for your puppy's pride. George. Uh, yes, Polly. George, I just wanted to tell you how much fun the show was. Thank you, Polly. And Gracie and I always watch you on to tell the truth, and you're the best. Oh, thank you. Good night. Good night. Pink, 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 for your puppy's pride. Thank you, Bert. Thank you, George, for a wonderful evening. I really enjoyed myself. Thank you, Betty, and give my best to Harry. My love to Gracie. Thank Good you. Night. Good night. Pink, 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 for your puppy's pride. Thank you, Bert. Good night. Good night. Take a burning blossom for your blushing bride. Pull me with Dolly. He left. Come on, let's get on music. Jack Taylor, Lady Killer, with the car, the clothes, but no beautiful girl. It seems she had suddenly acquired a very mysterious headache. Later that night, he remembered what he'd heard on the radio. Don't try to brush bad breath away. Reach for Listerine. Maybe that could be it. Maybe I could have bad breath. And if you do remember, Listerine stops bad breath four times better than toothpaste. Germs in mouth and throat cause most bad breath. Toothpaste can't kill germs the way Listerine does, on contact by millions. Toothpaste covers only this small area, but you cover two, three, four times more mouth and throat surfaces the Listerine way, the recommended way of stopping bad breath. Every time you brush your teeth, reach for Listerine, your number one protection against bad breath. Listerine stops bad breath four times better than toothpaste. Refuse to rock and roll, courtesy of MGM, currently releasing The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. These slim, elegant, golden cases hold a great new, exciting beauty discovery. Lip Quick by Richard Hudnut. See how Lip Quick's creamy color flows on, outlines lips cleanly, shapes them perfectly, takes the place of lipstick, lip liner, and lip brush. Just moisten your lips, press together. Lips are beautiful with creamy, lasting color. Lipstick can break off, melt, lose its point. 
but Lip Quick's rounded tip applicator always shapes lips perfectly. Don't say lipstick. Say Lip Quick by Richard Hudnut. The George Burns Show has been brought to you by Richard Hudnut, America's first name in beauty, makers of Lip Quick, the world's first roll-on lip color, Color Glow, the first waterproof hair color rinse, Fashion Quick, the first no-odor home permanent, and Fabulous Light and Bright Hair Lightener. Now, from Richard Hudnut, good night.